0: A Shishkin Productions podcast.
1: He was like, no, no, this time it's going to be a lot easier to work with. I've created a concept called vis- visualizers. And we were like, <laughs> he created what, is, it. what is a visualizer? He goes, I'm going to put the camera on sticks, find the frame I like, and hit record and just let it rock. And I was like, oh, okay, so you're just going to waste memory cards. <laughs> I
0: know it's late and I took all year, but you can stop complaining because I'm finally here.
1: What's up, Sizzlers? Yo! Well, we made it. Uh, yeah. We made it two days late, but don't, we're here. Sh- don't, don't even know. I'm just going to draw it's, attention to it because people need to know.
0: No, I think the, the complications with the RSS feed.
1: It is. It was a lot of complications with the RSS feed. The RSS feed being uh, we were on vacation and didn't really want to do it. Uh, I mean, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna be just gonna be frank.
0: We, I mean, we brought microphones to do it. And then like on Saturday night, we were like, we should do it. And then we're like, well, we're in the hot tub. We'll, we'll do it tomorrow. And then, (laughs) then Sunday happened and
1: we were like, oh, we're in the hot tub again. Well, I, I think to let, let's, let's, let's like expand that even more. I think on Wednesday we were like, should we do it? Ah, we got all week to do it. And also (laughs) we're, we're busy. We're working, we're doing stuff. And on Thursday we were like, okay, we should do it today. Well, and then something came up. Friday, we'll do it. Then it was Friday. It was like, well, you know, let's just go ahead and, and do it tomorrow because it's going to be raining during the day. It's a greatest time Yes, it was going to rain, record. yeah. Because uh, then we're not missing out on the beach or of anything. Course, right? Of course, of uh, course. And then then that came up, the next day came around, and we, we, like you said, we're sitting in the hot tub, and it wasn't that we just were like, let's not do it. We said, you know, we got to start making some progress on this. So we we like talked about it for like 30 yeah. minutes and tried to figure out what we wanted to put on the show.
0: We, we even uh, convinced uh, one of our freelancers, Katie, to come on the show.
1: And, uh, uh you know, we just we just we got like a whole roadmap down. We got like two great things to put in the first segment, a big Q&A type thing to put yep, in the second yep. segment. And we were so excited to do it the next day. And then we uh, did not. <laughs> <laughs> well, things happen. Uh, I, look, yeah. you know, K- Katie had to.
0: She had to leave, and then it was just you and me. And we we're like, well, we could still do it. Roadmap's basically still the same. And uh, I'm not, we still didn't. Do I'm it. not really even sure why
1: we didn't do it. it was, I think it was, it, was last, just it was just a matter of like being outside of the office, and you know, I don't know. We're we're out. We like we were out there at a fucking beach house, and it was yep. we're doing the damn thing. To, to bring it all the way back, if, in case you didn't hear the last episode, we, we were about to go to the Hamptons for, like, a remote work week type yes. thing, and um, a bunch of people came through. It was really fun. Everyone there was, like, pretty much a photographer videographer or something, yep. and everyone was doing a bit of, like, work during the day and then one And
0: one one HR guy who, you know, I still haven't heard back from about that yeah.
1: job. It's weird. Hmm, what's going on with yeah. that? <laughs> no, yeah, Braxton was there. You guys might remember Braxton, the uh, former guest of the show, once he... He did a fake job interview for me and Chris. It's it's true. And uh I don't think either of us got the job.
0: Yeah, well, look, here's here's the the joke's on him because he left his toothbrush at the house and I I brought it
1: back with me and uh Oh, that's his I'm gonna I'm holding it in a ransom. I was wondering what I was doing here. I was gonna throw it away. I was like, why did someone bring this <laughs> someone's old toothbrush here? Um Chris, uh look. We're going to get into an episode today that's going to be a little bit shorter, just because yeah. we're already halfway through the week, um, yeah. and we have to play a little bit of catch-up. But uh, before we get going on that, why don't you tell the people where they can find us? Um, they could even maybe see some of those, uh, some of the Hamptons footage.
0: Absolutely. So we are at Real Gang on Twitter and Instagram. We are Gang at gmail.com. Send us an email. We are desperate. Mm-hmm, and we, mm-hmm. of course, have a cold line. Brr.
1: It is 332 333 three, three, Yep. You got to call in. Don't let the sizzle fizzle. Don't let it fizzle. The sizzle got so close to fizzling this week, but here we are. We did it. Dude, we're we're like trying to start a fire on like wet moss right now. Yeah, it's like wet moss fire fizzle gang. Mm-hmm. Um no, but yeah, go go do that uh like you might know we have yeah, this is going to be out the 23rd of june uh there yes. will be a networking event absolutely go to brooklyn'sbest.eventbrite.com. that's where you can find uh tickets yep. um if you put in the code save 50 you can save 50 dollars on a ticket and you know what fuck it i'm i'm just gonna go ahead and say right here on the yep. pod because we don't have that many listeners yeah if you put in the code chris one or alexi one like our names and then the number one yes it's a free ticket you should put in alexi one because that's harder to spell yeah um i will say the promo code thing because i went to go try it yesterday to see if it really works sure uh on eventbrite the promo code thing is very small and it's like up in the top left corner it's very hard to find and so i was like oh fuck man like Is this going to backfire? And then lo and behold, today I get a text from someone's like, yo, I'm not seeing the promo code thing. Oh, no. So like I I just opened it up. It's yeah, Brooklyn'sBest.Eventbrite.com. I clicked on tickets uh, and then it loads up. And it like now that I know where to look, it's easy. It's right there. But I could very easily see someone like not finding that, you know, Mm. because it's tiny blue text in the top left corner. It's a whole thing. Um, Oh, I see. Yeah. So typically
0: there would be like an actual field to input the text in. That's not how this one works. It's just a little hyperlink in in the top left. And then once you click that, it drops down and becomes more obvious. But
1: yeah, you know, one thing I've been realizing over the last like few um, few months, really, but it's kind of hit home twice in the last couple uh, in last week. Is oh my god chris one actually worked that was already oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, pro- I, I thought you were making it. shit up no no i programmed those okay i uh come on i don't make shit up go to scissor real <laughs> go to scissor real gang the website.com <laughs> get your merch <laughs> um yeah i don't make shit up uh so it, the u the uh, importance of ui design or ux design whatever the fuck it is has never been more clear to me than the last couple of weeks yeah this being one of those things where yep uh, I'm 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 decent with computers. I'm not like, great, but I'm pretty pretty good. Sure. Um, I it I had to like go onto the like event. I went through Eventbrite's help. I went to like Reddit. I was like trying to figure out like why won't my promo code show up? Yep. And then I had to like look at a screenshot of that thing like circled. It's like put input the code here. Oh it's, my oh, god! Jeez, I like missed it that bad. <laughs> well, we we had something similar happen
0: like within an editing program this yes. week.
1: Yes, it was it was bad, and that's that. That was the other thing that I was alluding to. Yeah, basically, four of us gave it a go, and uh, it, it took a while. Why don't you Why don't you explain what happened?
0: All right, so this starting with like I don't know Adobe Premiere twenty twenty two or something like twenty twenty one. Recently, they've changed the the color management workflow in Premiere, yep. um, and a lot of the time when you import, uh, it happens a lot with iPhone hdr footage and it happens a lot with sony footage like uh s log
1: 3 right um like flat sony footage that has no color to it
0: yeah it'll it'll automatically apply a lot like it's basically built into it and the way you would typically get around that is you right click on it on the file in the bin mm-hmm. go to modify go to interpret footage and then at the bottom there's this new little drop down menu uh, about Uh, color space and you can do a color space override so like it might have it might say that it was shot in like rec 2020 or whatever Mm -hmm. uh, and then you change it to rec 709 and all of a sudden everything looks like what you're used to it looking like right um well for some reason
1: we could it wasn't there it just the craziest thing is that like for us we were like wow this is bizarre because in the sequence like when you mm drop it in that's when it got fucked up. Yeah. But if you just looked at it in the source, in the source or looked at it anywhere outside of that, it yeah, looked like quick VLC. Yeah, exactly. And so we were tripping. We were like, what is going on here? It's yeah, we, we even had.
0: So, you know, there were a few editors there. Someone else was right next to us so, working on a
1: different project. Uh, like, so I, I started looking at this because this is footage we shot out there. Yeah. And I must have spent like 10 minutes on my own just trying to figure this out. Sure. Then I I think I called you over. Yeah. Uh, well, we also...
0: I think... Was it uh, Dan? It was... Yeah. So, Kubo was Kuba was there. Cuba shot it. So, like, we... I came over and I did I just guessed around and I was like well I don't know it's it's not working the way it normally works and then Cuba was like well let me
1: try and uh it worked for Cuba that the it worked on his computer yes but then when he go he came over to try it on mine for some reason it wasn't working still that box was completely gone like it it didn't exist that field did not exist on my thing and I was like yo what the fuck so then I was like hmm Maybe it has something to do, long shot, maybe it has something to do with the way the camera was programmed or formatted or whatever. Yeah. So, I called over Vince, who had set the camera up. I said, Vince, can you look at this? Like, what do you do? Because I know you shoot on this camera a lot. What do you do when this happens? And he goes, oh, have you tried this? And we were all like, yeah, we did. Mm -hmm. He he just told us the same steps. Then he looked at it. He was like, yeah, it's weird. It shows up on my computer as well. So... Then the next solution, right? Everyone's like, oh, did you update Premiere? Is that what happened? I was like, I think I may have accidentally updated it. So then I go in, I fucking try to restart Premiere, try to do everything, try to revert. But the internet there was so shit that like, I couldn't even download that version of Premiere and it wasn't connecting or whatever. So... After this must have been this was four people probably thirty minutes. Yes, all all professional
0: (laughs) editors, post production shooters. Unfortunately, I know, right? I know. And you know, at least one of us was young. You know, like a twenty. Yeah, you know, early twenties, like twenty four. Exactly, someone who who's recently learned this technology. You know, and uh, we we just couldn't figure it out. And finally, I thought about a time I had this exact problem, maybe. Three or four months ago, it was in After Effects, and uh, oh my God. dude, and even when I had it on After Effects, I couldn't find it for the life of me, so there's, like, I, I was trying to do, like, a content-aware fill in After Effects, mm-hmm. and I was trying to follow all the tutorials, and I was like, I don't have this generate fill layer button like that doesn't exist for me how come everyone else can generate a fill yeah and i just couldn't figure it out and finally i found like a creative cow uh forum post whatever that was like hey uh this is a long shot but sometimes the after effects menus are really stupid you should just try dragging the panel down and seeing if it will reveal it so i did that in after effects and it worked and i was like there's no way i was like after effects is one thing but there's no Cause, way cause, that it would happen in premiere because
1: it's a panels what you're talking about so panels yeah. can resize all weird and like oh there reveals more info at the bottom exactly they they're ma- they're meant to collapse but this is like a pop-up menu that Full has screen that has a bunch of different like options mm-hmm. on it it's not like there's a scroll bar or anything yeah, so, that's on what it, like- so chris goes have you tried expanding it and i was like Well, I mean, yeah, I'll give it a go. There's no scroll, like you said, there's no scroll bar. So like, I don't think it's a scrollable menu. So I grabbed the corner of it and pull it down. Lo and behold, Uh, the option was there the whole time. It was just covered because the screen was too small or something like that. It's just so silly. That is where it's like, damn, you know, you don't recognize design really until it fucks you up. Really, and then seriously. You're like, wow, I I should have uh who who designed it this way? It's like I don't know, they weren't they were probably thinking that this
0: they didn't even consider this situation. <laughs> I know situation. exactly. Well, and I never would have either if I hadn't run into it. Like that's one of those things that you can only learn through experience, I guess.
1: Yeah, it it was um it was it was a fucking mess, man. I like I was I was uh it was, it was embarrassing funny. too. It was funny and embarrassing yeah. b- because there were
0: like it wasn't just the four of us. There were other people at the house hanging yeah. out as well. Yeah. and like we made it. A, we we're pretty vocal about the issue we we're having. We're like, oh my god, <laughs> this like, has I've never happened. Never,
1: I've never seen this. Exactly, this is crazy. It's like, oh, uh, did you, I was like, I don't know. Just did you minim- did you maximize the window? No. <laughs> oh, okay, well, dude,
0: uh, well, that's something else. That annoys me about Premiere, and this happens almost every time I'm importing, like, big folders of stuff because there's always, like, dot bins and stuff. Yeah. It always says, uh, you know, like, file not imported, generic import error. Uh, right. You yeah. can't read this. Right. But for me, the only way I can see what the file is is if I press maximize on that little dialog box, and it's like, why is it- why do I have to do it that way? Like, why can't I just like hover over and see the, the full it's, name or like, it's so
1: weird. Cause these programs are so deep and detailed and there's so much going on that like, as the programs get more and more powerful, I feel like usually they become more like less more and more unwieldy. Yeah. So to speak. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, it's amazing. You can do so much stuff in premiere and so much stuff in after effects and all this. But a lot of the time you'll have like weird bugs. I think, the worst one is Pro Tools. Pro Tools is like by Oof. far the worst program in terms of user friendliness. Like, shit is just so backwards there a lot of the time. And when you're like, why? It's like, oh, well, because that's how it's been. <laughs> and, yeah, it's, and I get that to an extent because it's like, well, once you like, kind of has that right, reputation, yeah, right? Like, something's been done this way, and you add a feature on top of it, and on top of it, on top of yeah. that, you don't know what depends on what, and yeah, you know things sometimes just don't really work
0: that well. Yeah, you can't just tear down the foundation to, which, to put on a, a fourth story.
1: See, that it's dangerous, though, because I feel like if you keep either ideating in the wrong direction, which, honestly, I think Premiere kind of is doing that with their new design, like the way things are becoming more like... Uh, don't get me started on the new yeah, export. I was going to say, menu. instead of the export menu popping up, now it's like a whole different tab. And within that, there's a bunch of different tabs that are stacked. Dude, you have like, to click five times as much as you used to. Yeah. And it, it's a little bit annoying. I feel like a lot of people be like, oh, we can still use Media Encoder. It's like, yeah, you can, but why like round trip it out of a, like, why open up another program if you don't need to? Well, but, I mean,
0: I usually open up Media Encoder through
1: that screen, yeah. you know? So like, I'm going through that either way. I still yeah, like export that's, uh, that's with a good Media good Encoder. That's so. a good point. That's a good point. I mean, I think uh like when it, when they're doing things like that it's like uh was it was there a problem there like you're fixing something that's not really broken and it it it's kind of good cuz it opens up a little avenue for for competition right like yeah. I think the fact that you know Avid is an unwieldy dinosaur program and that premiere has like slowly kind of become it's always been buggy yeah, and uh, Apple killed themselves with Final Cut. Like, yeah, they did that. On there purpose. was an avenue for DaVinci to step in, and so I, th- I don't know. I think Resolve is going to like. Well, I, th- I think in like three years, Resolve will be like the preferred editing, like the preferred NLE for I definitely creators think. Yeah, I think
0: it's getting traction, and like we even have some friends who are learning Resolve just. Partially uh, for color, but also you know some of them are black magic shooters, so it just like is yeah. a really simple workflow and it works. Um, you know I've played around in Resolve a, a few times. It I will say it it is kind of similar to what Premiere is trying to do, where it has like those like tabs or like work workspace tabs. You know what I mean? Like you have to make sure you're in the right one. You 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 can't right. be in color if you're trying to edit. You know shit yeah. like that, and things will be laid out differently. So. I think that's maybe what Premiere is trying to to move toward, but yep. it, it's one thing when you're kind of a new program and 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 you're built that way in the first place versus being a, a legacy program that's kind of trying to change to get
1: with the times. It it is so fucking difficult to break into anything like that again because like I don't know if I'm using this word correctly, but I uh, development stacks. I don't know if that's the right thing, but to me it makes me think of like. Again, like I was talking about ideating on top of other shit. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the fact that, like, you know, Premiere's been through so many versions and it's been around for so long, like they kind of know what works and what doesn't. And they've gotten enough things wrong that they've, you know, by proxy gotten a lot of things right. Yeah, know? absolutely. Uh, It's hard to break in, like, kind of from the start. And I know we were just talking about this last week was me and you were talking about off the pod. The but Sony, Sony Vegas. Vegas. Yeah. Sony Vegas is trying to like really make a push to like become a kind of complete like like round trip place for creators specifically for like YouTubers and shit like that. Yeah, Uh, I and I I have trouble believing that it's that it's going to happen because like it's just the competition is just too
0: much. Like, yeah, I mean, Sony's a big company and like they could certainly put the the money behind it. I mean Vegas has been around for a while though. Yeah. Um it's weird cuz this was my take the other day and maybe it's a stupid one, but I just don't totally trust Sony like I do Adobe or DaVinci or Avid because those last three I just said that's what they do. Like they they create software designed for creatives. Like they've been yeah. doing it for a long time. That's that's how they make their money. Sony is a massive company that I mean, they make TVs. They probably make washing machines. They make, I guess, they make movies, right? So yeah, Universal, yeah. whatever. But like, they just do so many things. And I know, I know, those large conglomerates are really made up of many smaller companies. But ultimately, like, if it, you're
1: not specializing and focusing, how exactly, good can you really get?
0: Yeah, and it's like you haven't been on the scene as long as these other ones. And unless you're going to pay massive amounts of money to. To to get everyone to jump ship from the other uh, companies, whatever software engineers to come to Sony. I mean, unless you can do that, you're really not going to make
1: any headway. It, it's it, to me, th- maybe the place where Vegas like could potentially get some traction. Yeah, is price point. Sure, uh, sure. It's weird because it's like Black Magic is free like uh-huh. resolve is free resolve exactly. studio costs money but resolve is free and resolve is good yeah absolutely. so like i'm looking at the prices right now for vegas and they have like three breakdowns there's vegas edit vegas pro and vegas post um i'm not too too informed on this but i think it's only for pc I don't wow e- even there. the logo is like an adobe ripoff That's yeah crazy. but like right here and i i think this deal probably is going to be over before this podcast goes live but or might be might be over the day that this this posts, but it says it's only it's less than eight dollars a month to get like the cheapest one, which I mean that includes that's Vegas Pro, um, and you get a some royalty free stock footage and shit like that. But I mean, just looking at it, it looks eight bucks like a month to fucking edit videos. Yeah, it looks like any other
0: NLE, and like, look, I, I've said before, I basically I didn't learn, but I like really learned at like the workflow on something called uh grass valley edius like i i learned the news nle uh,
1: preferred news nle
0: exactly like i i learned on final cut in college and then a little bit of premiere but the first time i actually worked was on grass valley edius and to be honest it it was fine like it did it did some really cool stuff that premiere doesn't do and i loved working in it now i barely remember it because it's been five years but like you know, an NLE is an NLE, and this might appeal to like a a, a, a streamer, I, like a, a video game YouTube person.
1: Just that's a great point. It's like because not everyone edits on on um on Max, right? Yeah. So yeah. like it, you're right. If you are a like Twitch streamers, see you later, Will Engineer. Will's out. Um, it doesn't doesn't don't worry. You wouldn't have been able to hear him anyways. You <laughs> would have forgot to hit record. Um, <laughs> If you're editing on a Mac, you're probably I mean, this is going to sound fucked up, but like if you're editing on a Mac, you probably already have enough like invest like income to invest in getting a program. Probably. Yeah, they're expensive. But like, I guess if you're just a creator who's like doing Twitch streams off your laptop or something like that and you're just starting out, you just want to learn shit yeah 8 bucks a month for and for this yeah the concepts probably are pretty good. gonna
0: be the same you know it look, these days i'm sure they all do roughly the same thing and you were yeah. telling me that uh, like this uh, their their new thing that they're pushing is
1: what uh text to voice they have this one thing that i cuz i was just again doing like a, some brief research on it but they have this one thing that's like an ai uh, driven text to voice for VO right so and it's it's multilingual as well so apparently you like if you type in whatever subtitles or whatever text you want it can do them uh it can read them back in like different voices and create like some semi like some pretty realistic uh Mm -hmm. voiceover again I just don't know where that's useful like I think that's really cool tech but like if you're just a creator wouldn't you want to just use your own voice right you know here
0: here's one more thing uh just looking on their website apparently boris fx uh has plug-in support for sony vegas which is actually yeah. a kind of a big deal like that's a very professional program i mean if you're trying to do any sort of like uh keying or just right. you know simple simple stuff uh or like learn learn the the basics of those more advanced visual effects it could be a good place to start
1: i think if you're trying to my my i guess my like big kind of summation of of where i'm at on this is if you're trying to make things on your own and you're trying to do things like at home by yourself and you don't need to involve other people in your workflow yeah this might be a great fit yeah sure absolutely you know because it's like Less heavy-duty, I'd say than like resolve because resolve is like you can get real deep real quick and it's cheap way cheaper than premiere Um, And it's very PC friendly, so that's nice Um, Yeah, it's probably good. It's probably yeah yeah. I mean again, it's it's I think that they're trying to just appeal to it sounds like yeah And uh, you get to everyone
0: you get HD royalty-free stock content with your with the basic subscription
1: yeah, so I, I don't they're, know. They're, shout out. Shout out to Vegas. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Am I going to use it? No, but no. it's not made for me. So we'll see what happens. Um, I mean, competition's always good, right? Yeah, for sure. Uh, okay, so we kind of got way off track on this. Yeah. and We didn't really touch, um, touch on anything we put in the rundown, which means uh, our second half is now completely set up. So we'll be right Perfect. back, and uh, we'll get back into this. <laughs> Welcome to Rounds of Sound, the podcast where we go song for song with indie artists to find out their influences and the stories behind their songs. I'm here with Hannah Jadagu. The
0: way I recorded my first couple of songs was all through my iPhone. We have Victoria Park. I was on Twitter as I am, and it's like, hey, are there like any labels who follow me who might be interested?
1: the one and only Liam Kazara. Yeah, here's what I'll say.
0: You got to walk all your gear up to fly the of stairs. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's never that's, fun.
1: that's no fun. Check out Rounds of Sound exclusively on Spotify and find out the influences behind your favorite artists. That's Rounds of Sound.
0: Welcome back sizzlers. Welcome. I uh I actually don't know where we're starting out here. I think it's I think we're going back to to the the vacation home
1: Am yeah i, right I mean on? we should we should talk about it because like i people are they're they're wondering where the hell their sizzle has been and <laughs> it's been two days since their sizzle and it's don't worry guys the it, there's a good reason i mean uh, so basically um yeah we rented this house on the beach and we're like let's do a remote work week and yeah. invite anyone we want to come do the remote work week sure so the basically the way it worked was I was like, I'll rent the house and everyone else has to do everything else. So they got to buy all the food, whatever. And that, that way people break even, you know, it all works out. Mm -hmm. But while we were out there, I I feel like, uh, I learned a lot about remote work. Okay. Not in like a good way or a bad way necessarily. Uh, I just learned that like it, it might not, it might not necessarily be for me. Like, I think I, in the future, prefer to just go away for a week and not have to worry about anything at all.
0: Yeah. I would say, you know, if, if you happen to be traveling for other reasons and you need to just like be able to respond to some emails and stuff like that, I think remote works pretty manageable. If you have to, like, if you have a, you know, a a project that's over two terabytes and you got to bring a nice laptop you got to have your mouse you got to have like a nice desk to sit at and like sit down and really get it going i I don't it's it's not for me like i struggle to concentrate when like when there's too many
1: distractions being exactly like
0: yeah like if i'm at a hotel and they have like a a straight up workspace like an office space then I'll be fine like I'll just go down there knock it out whatever but if I'm at a dinner table where three other people are working and then there's also five more people who aren't actually working but are
1: still talking and doing stuff then like I'm not really going to get anything done right I mean for me it's it's more about like I can motivate myself to like get shit done but only at if it if it's like a very low lift and I don't have to be like super immersed in it and like really like delving into footage and like learning shit. If it's like watching cuts and like making notes, I can do that. Exactly. If it's the flip side of it, like making really easy social edits, like I can do that. But if I'm like, if I need to like zone in, shit that's probably not going to happen on a laptop like i need to like get into a, a my a suite you know doesn't Same. have to be my suite it just needs to be a suite where i'm like chilling well and i thought i i set myself up right where
0: like i had i have my laptop but i also had my ipad so i had like the two screen setup and it was useful when i yeah. when i was working on it working that way but like i didn't really have a space where i could do it and you know it it just it, it just sucked it, like it And like you said, if I was just doing the the weekly MLS highlights, we typically do something like that, that I I know the formula to I've been doing it for a long time. No problem. Plug and play it's like second nature. Exactly. But if I'm going through 16 hours of, of interview
1: footage and trying to craft a story, it's not the most conducive way to do it. It's really not. It's difficult it makes me think like the other day something came across my TikTok, and it was this person who she's like a remote work. She runs like a website where she kind of like puts together all of the best jobs and or best companies that are like friendly towards 100% remote work. Yeah. And then she also offers up like, you know, templates for like resumes or like things to, that are good to like, kind of say during interviews or like strategies to like, further your chances of getting a remote job like fully remote yeah um and I was just thinking about it and it's it's always an idea that's so romanticized and I was like damn this would actually be pretty sick but then just thinking about the realities of the situation specifically with what we do I just really I think it can be remote is cool in the sense that like if it's at your house and you have your shit set up cool. yes for yes. me when I think remote I think like nomadic I think like cool mm-hmm. it's gonna be traveling a lot and working off a laptop editing is especially at its like kind of higher end that sounds like a weird thing to say but at its it, there's always more data involved cuz the footage oh, is dude. bigger and and you have to like you just have to have fucking good internet that's what was yeah. getting me last week is like i was working on a commercial so it wasn't long at all but no. it it's like 5k footage and yeah i was working off proxies but then i eventually like even even that like when I'm exporting them, they're still referencing like the full Absolutely. res things. Cause I'm not going to send the client like low res, like cuts right. of it. And it's even just <laughs> at that place, the, the upload speeds are so shit that, yeah, I could knock out what I was doing in a few hours or whatever, but then I would sit there for like 30 or 45 minutes, like waiting to make sure the upload finished yep. and everything was, the playback was fine. And, uh, you know, things like that is, that's what makes remote work on, un- tenable in my opinion I don't know it's uh (laughs) for us again specifically yeah for for us specifically you know it's weird
0: because depending on how you look at it like we're always remote you know like everyone sends us footage and we send it back and they like never really see us um but it's different when you're at the same place every day Uh, like and another part of remote work for me is like the I don't know the solitude is nice to a degree but i still crave social interaction i guess i guess people who work remote full time are really good at like maintaining friendships without being around people i'm not as great at that so like and that's part of why i was so distracted last week is like i wanted to hang out with people like yeah. there were people who i don't normally hang out with who were there and i'm like why am i working you know like everyone's having a good time maybe what like the remote
1: work movement is going to teach people or like hopefully where people end up going with it is like You know, because I've seen a lot of reactionary stuff to it, where like when workers are told now to go back into the office on a hybrid model, yeah, it actually further shows the weaknesses of capitalism (laughs) in the sense that you know people now are forced to go in for like three days a week, yeah, but then they get there and half the team that they have to meet with isn't there, so they're sitting there in an empty office with no one around them uh-huh. but the people who are around them they're not getting in the same room for calls anyways because it's all disjointed so they have to take their calls on separate laptops and separate places anyways so it, it just it's like we're in this weird mindfuck world right now it's, to me I, I hope it's a transitional period where like people are going to start to be like oh you know i think i hope the big takeaway is we are working too much yeah, because exactly. I, th- I think that like if we're proving that you only need to be in the office three out of the five days, and not even everyone needs to be aligned or there at the same time, imagine how much more productive shit would be if you just had three days in the office with everyone there aligned, getting shit done, and then they have four days to do nothing. You know, or- I,
0: I was basically about to get to the the same conclusion where I was gonna I was going to defend the the hybrid work workflow because sometimes it's nice to have a couple days a week at home where you don't have to get on a train or drive or whatever, or, you know, you don't have to have an extra two hours attached to your day of, of commuting. Yeah. It's nice to just wake up, have some coffee, be in your pajamas and start working. But then I realized, well, that's just because like, you're not really going somewhere, you know, like yeah. the, the better benefit would just to have It'd be to have the day off like right. a three or four day work week is much better than uh, a three day slash two day
1: hybrid work week, whatever it's, the way that they're doing hybrid. And again, I, I can't speak. I don't know. I don't work at a fucking company, so I don't know how different companies do it. I just know a couple of examples I've heard. Yeah. When I generally hear hybrid work week, it means pick three days out of the five and come in. Yeah. I think if they said, hey, come into the office Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then Monday, Friday, you everyone can work from home. That would be way more successful. Because yeah. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, a ton of shit would get done. And Mondays and Fridays, people would be kind of just working at their own pace and not having to commute into the city. Yep. I don't know. I, that's that's how I think it should go. Really, in reality, I think there should only be three work days, period. And then four days to pursue your own pursuits. I AI is going to take everyone's jobs anyways. Look, I agree.
0: Universal basic income, whatever. But... It's not gonna happen Unfortunately, right, uh andrew yang andrew yang. <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> um no i it's it's tough I, um, I, but because like even we even if we wanted to we couldn't really implement that in our own tiny little company
1: because yeah. of the the outside corporate demands right no we, it makes sense it's it's weird if you're if you're like a lone wolf and it's just you then you can implement it. Mm-hmm. Then you can just be clear with like, oh, sorry. You can just tell someone you're booked every Friday. Yeah. But like, oh, I mean, I think we could still implement we, it. We or we just, we can. But
0: literally in January of this year, we tried to have a yes. no no Fridays. work Friday
1: yeah. month. Yeah. We worked every Friday in January. Maybe we'll try it for July. Huh? Maybe we'll try it for July. Okay, I'll bring it up tomorrow. All right, we'll see if Amy lets it slide. If Amy's cool with it, then yes. But she, you know, Amy, she's an iron fist. Yep, yep. I know. She's always like making everyone work. Um, I think it's on a hybrid model. Amy is on a hybrid model. It's true. Um, We'll see that kind of that the kind of stuff she does is Mm -hmm. great for a hybrid model because all you need to have is your laptop. You know, like I'm, but I'm not about to be cutting like fucking. I don't know anything really on this. I like. I just hate editing on my laptop. Period. I'm just not yeah, a fan. I'm not not a fan of it. Um, one thing that was going on over there too. It was um, not necessarily work, but you know how it is. Like you get a bunch of fucking video nerds together, you're gonna <laughs> end up making some shit. Yep. And um, I know germ made a lot of fun videos. He busted his drone out, and made some cool stuff. And then we had our friend John Rosebro who was there, and he uh, he plays guitar. And one thing that it was so cool to me and is the speed at which you can make a pretty good, pretty high quality piece of oh, content, yeah. uh, just turn it around from like zero to done uh, with the equipment that, that we have today. You know what I mean? Like we have the that's that Sony FX six and we had a Rokinon some sort of Rokinon lens on it, or maybe we had this G lens on there. I don't really know, but either way, like, we I think I had just finished something up for the day or I was waiting on a render or something. And I was yeah. like, uh, hey, Wait, waiting on an upload. Yeah. Waiting. on. I think that's what it was. Actually. Yeah. I think I was waiting on an upload. And I was like, John, uh, you want to film a video real quick for a song? He's like, sure. I was like, cool. Pick a song. And then I was like, Coop, you want to cam up? Yeah, sure. So we literally went outside within like one minute, uh, kind of figured out what we wanted to do. That took us like five or ten minutes. And then we kind of just ran through it two times because uh, it was like a long like a one take thing where you walk around and stuff. Mm. Uh, took that footage, dumped it on the computer. It did take us 30 minutes to expand the window. But, <laughs> but after that, we we uh, we basically got a nice, pretty, pretty interesting little video out in a total from like zero to done in About an hour, hour and 15
0: minutes. Not only that, but we had the time to decide, uh, you know, I don't really like the way that we shot this. The lens is a little bit shaky. Let's put it on sticks and try it that way and shoot a second video and like we we did all that in yeah an hour and a half it's it, it's uh it's, it, a, it's absolutely not just yeah. it's cool i love it you know and, and like i of course you can shoot something on your phone and have it upload to instagram or tiktok immediately as well but it's different when you're shooting like 4k footage yeah and like color grading and like yeah. mixing the sound you can actually just do all that so quickly
1: now I wonder if that's bad though, right? Like, does it cheapen the process, and does it make I mean, shit like it yes. makes shit more disposable? Yeah, a hundred percent it does. But
0: it's also, I mean, there's more content and more work because of it. You know, like I yeah. don't. Maybe, maybe I could be in this industry twenty or thirty years ago, but I feel like it would have been a lot more work. You know, like I feel like I would have had to actually. Be on set and like work my work my way up somewhere. I don't. I just what feel do you like it, yeah, yeah. Like I, I feel like I would have to go. Like I just have to learn so much more. And like I, I don't know how to describe it, but like this is because digital video is so easy. I was able to learn like on a laptop by myself, teaching myself on YouTube. Like I never really had to like use tapes or film or like i never had to go to like use my school's resources right in in order to
1: to create something like it's all kind of self-contained now i feel like it would I, i see where you're coming from i think that i wouldn't have gotten into it just because i never considered it as a job even like i didn't realize that it was a thing that happened yeah I mean, neither did I until you started doing it professionally, and I was like, like "Oh, I know how to do what that." What I thought, what I thought was going to be my job was writing. Like, I was like thinking written journalism or yeah. radio journalism. Those, yeah. like, those are two things that I think I could probably do pretty easily. Sure. And then editing is basically just writing meets radio. Yeah, it's meets a com- video combination. It's everything. Um, no, I think. Uh, yeah, I think that it's like, you know a a great a great gig. Uh, I, the money would have probably been better though like 15 years ago probably because maybe, maybe. It, i don't know well because it'd be like more specialized work yeah to go around that means there's gonna be more money in it right probably like when shit is like every when it's so easy to make something then it's gonna end up being dirt cheap and like no one's gonna want to pay shit for it i who mean knows? who knows
0: it's tough because you know maybe before the scarcity of work meant that editors would have to lowball themselves in order to even get the gigs you know
1: I think I think that still happens now well yeah it happens to an even worse degree you know what I mean it definitely does happen like a a thing that's always talked about is like test edits and there's people who like ask for test edits and it's like you know and we, we actually we're we got asked to do just today I didn't tell you this but we got asked to do like a like a a sample animation, but they wanted they were gonna they were gonna pay for it. Okay, but, well that's different. But the thing that's is, different. then I then I offered up a number, and then they're like, "Oh, well, that's too much." And I was like, "Well, that's fine." They they were like, "We'll just pitch it anyways, and we'll just see what happens." Oh, well, that and, worked out. and then I was like, "Look, if you can give us like if you can make make it really a lot easier on our end, like then." Maybe we can make it. This kind of goes back to the... I'll I'll get a little more specific in a second, but this goes back to, like, an idea of if you... The best way to, like, I guess negotiate is to not ask someone, like, this or nothing. It's like this or that. Yeah. And then they feel like they're picking something, and in reality, you're like, I'm cool with either of these, really. Yeah, you Uh, you can kind of give them levels. Yeah, the illusion of choice. Like like tiers. Yeah, it's Uh, like... T-I-E-R. Yeah, but also tears because... It's the illusion of choice, kind of <laughs> like our political system. Oh my God. Oh, got him. Wow. Um, yeah, we got deep. Uh, <laughs> I think, uh, so what I did was like, I was like, Hey, look, if what you're asking, this is how much it would cost. It will cost X amount mm-hmm. over X amount of days. And that includes all this. Then I was like, my suggestion to make it a little more cost effective for you is like, you know, if you want us to do a sample, tell us like the exact style of character or describe who they are describe where they are describe the background give us that and also minimize the amount you need like minimize it to like five seconds or something like that and then that's way more reasonable and that'll cost you a lot less otherwise like if you want us to animate like a full thing as a test, it's going to cost you a lot of money, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, and, so, and, you know, just like a month ago, we
0: were putting, not even, we were putting together like a, a pro- a proposal for a production budget and it was, you know, about 15,000 over what they wanted to spend. And we were like, okay, well here's how we can get you down to a lower number. And it was, you know, it was basically just asking for less, you know, maybe, yeah. maybe it means, uh one fewer round of revision. Maybe it means instead of interviewing ten people, we're interviewing five people. You know, it's just like there's so many different ways in any given project that you can cut some costs. Yeah. But you know, when you, you when you cut costs, you're also not, not I guess cutting quality or cutting your options. I guess
1: that's what it is. It's options. Yeah. You know, but then that that's what the communication process has to be like. It has to be like, look. Yes, we can make it cheaper. However, you're gonna lose one opportunity to make yeah. notes. It's, like it's a it's
0: a compromise, a negotiation, yeah. whatever.
1: Yeah, and you know sometimes I guess if it's if the price doesn't sometimes you just can't meet meet someone halfway. It yeah. just doesn't work. You know. Yeah. I feel like a lot of the time you can, but you just have to be very very clear about what what you're sacrificing to get there. You know yep. what I mean? Yep. Um, let's see. I guess the last thing I have on here there's two things. One says Visualizer Vince <laughs> and one says Track and Field Doc. Um uh, We already touched on Track and Field Doc a and little it's, bit it's going to be around thing. for a little bit longer. Yeah, we definitely have some more stuff that we're doing on that. So, maybe we'll we'll get to that in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Um we can talk Visualizer Vince real quick. Oh my god. Vince was uh so we have we had like a little event last year as well. Um Ila uh, I'll kind of recap that real quick. He shot a bunch uh, he brought the camera, shot like a bunch of stuff and the whole time I was like, yo, this is gonna be so sick. we're gonna do this with it. we're gonna do that I was like oh, okay, sick mm-hmm. yeah, it's gonna be tight whatever like, then we get back, puts it on a hard drive, <laughs> puts it over behind this one computer we have kind of sitting there and then since that day this about this is over a year ago at this point I feel like it's just been gathering dust and it's literally in the same exact spot it was. Last year. has not been plugged in one time, and so then this time we bring the camera out. And he's like, "I'm gonna be filming a bunch of shit." Or like, well, "Are you gonna? Are you ever gonna edit it? Like, are other guys gonna see it?" He was like, "No, no. This time it's gonna be a lot easier to work with. I've created a concept called visualizers." <laughs> we we're like, "He created what is, it. what is a visualizer? He goes, "I'm gonna put the camera on sticks." Find the frame I like and hit record and just let it rock. And I was like, oh, okay, so you're just going to waste memory cards. Because <laughs> it's like, you're never going to look at this shit again. But uh, who knows? Uh, I'm just going to do a bunch of uh, like video time lapses. I yeah. don't know. Today, like, well, well it, there weren't, yeah, maybe. I don't know. Today, he was like, uh, let me, hey, let me dump this footage. Because <laughs> where can I put it? We're like, oh, you could probably put it on the old hard drive, the one from last year. It's probably got space. But. <laughs> It's funny. I mean, I get where he's coming from though. I I mean I don't, it's I the shooter shoot, right? Yeah, you know, like- yeah. I don't want Editors to, edit, but not us. I don't want to go through that footage. I mean like Me neither, I don't I also don't have time. It's like last thing I want to do when I finish fucking editing all day is edit more. Well it it's know?
0: it I will say this though. I, I have no interest in editing that footage ever, but I wouldn't mind like just going through it one day to see like what kind of stuff is on there. Like Yeah.
1: It's it's just fun. It, you know, it's memories, shit like that. I mean if we ever get to the point where we have like an editor like, I don't even want to put that on. An no, intern, I don't though. want to. Either. I don't put that on. An I, it,
0: it's only interesting to us because we're we were there for
1: maybe it, one know? day, like when Vince is because sometimes he'll like take some take like a week to to himself to chill. Yeah. Maybe next time he does something like that, I can bring it up and be like, yo, are you interested in just going through this and like literally pulling select, like a ton of selects and then we'll just all sit down and watch him for fun. He He also said that he was going to use the footage to make a power hour. Oh, yeah. We'll so, see. We'll see how that goes. Yeah, it's going to be a terrible power hour. But um, yeah, terrible power hour. Like this was a terrible episode. Um, yeah, Let's go ahead and get to rough. Let's get to what we learned last week. This one, I feel like was a little more um, like w- we talked more about serious kind of concepts, maybe just because the energy was low. I don't it's, know.
0: Uh, yeah. I mean, it's it's been a week.
1: Yeah. Well, one of the uh, I'll, I'll tease real quick before we get to what we learned last week. Next week. We're going to have a good one. It's going to be with a, like a real editor who added, edited a feature film. Yep. Um, so that should be really cool. It was, it played at Sundance. I Possibly. Think. I think it played at Sundance. I'm going to do my research and, you know, we'll we'll what? be more informed next week. Well, you, you've seen it, right? I've seen it. I saw it in theaters. I went and saw it at Angelica. Mm-hmm. Um, it was awesome. I liked it a lot. Cool. I thought it was fun. I mean, I just like a, like if I just like a fun movie, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it. it if if it if it went to Sundance and it was had like a release limited theatrical release it's probably worth seeing it's probably good enough as long as it's entertaining right yeah I'm I'm gonna watch it tonight in preparation for our our interview yeah so that should be cool and then I think the next week we might have the moderator from r slash editors that's the greenberg so we could have a couple like really nice weeks um and that'll be up yeah, you know, that should be episodes ninety, ninety one. So we'll have we're hitting the nineties with oh, episode. Like, oh, ninety. Episodes. That's a that's a big one for us. That is. That's gonna be yeah. See now I think We're we're in the birth year. It was weird. The eighties of the episodes, it's like it's like, yeah, cool, we've done like eighty five. I guess that's cool. But <laughs> there's something about like ninety yep. and you're like, Whoa, we're like actually doing a lot of episodes. So, you know, not all of them are on time, but at least they're all done. <laughs> this and is here. actually the first one that's like Legitimately late. Yeah, this one's legitimately very late. Yeah. Um. All right. Here we go. What we learned last week. What we learned last
0: week. I'll let you start. Cool. Uh. So I learned that the second largest city in New England is a town named Worcester, Worcester, Massachusetts. I went there for like a, a weird pop punk concert like festival, mm-hmm. and uh. I didn't really enjoy Worcester. It's a weird town. It, it it was very strange because it was a weekend. It was like a Saturday and it's supposedly the second most populous city, but there was like no one out doing anything. Like the downtown was weird and dead even though it seemed like there should be businesses and like stuff happening. Nothing. Nothing. You're talking about Worcester Mass? Yeah. Why do you say Worcester? Cuz it's fun to say Worcester. <laughs> that's a
1: Worcester right yeah it's it's spelled W-R yeah it's spelled W-O-R-C-E-S-T-E-R I thought I thought I was being gaslit. I thought like I thought there was another place literally called Worcester and no. I was like oh shit I nah, he's it's, talking about a different place
0: well look if, if you go to the the Wikipedia and you see the way that it's supposed to be uh, pronounced it says W-U-U-S that's woo. Ooh. Is that woo? Is that woo? Yeah, I guess it could be woo. Wooster. Wooster. Either Wo- way. Worcester. Sorry if you're from Worcester. Actually, no, I'm not because I fucking hate New <laughs> England. I hate Boston. You, you're all annoying as fuck. Damn. Chris is hating out here. It's a <laughs> terrible... Every time I go to Massachusetts, I'm like, why? Why? Why do people... This
1: place sucks. It's terrible. I think you guys have funny accents and I like those. And I like Duncan. But yeah, he's, Duncan's he's, great. he's mostly right. Uh, My what I learned last week... um and this is, it's not something I necessarily learned, but something that was cemented. I was like, man, I think the best way to do like a fun, like the, my favorite thing to do for a birthday is rather than have a party is to do a group trip. It is the most fun thing. Yeah. It's, you know, obviously not everyone's going to be able to make it all the time, but you have to take the bad with the good and the good far outweighs the bad. It's so nice to rent a house and to let everyone like show up and have a good time and 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 the key is to be like don't feel pressured to reciprocate any of this all you need yeah. to do is show up yeah that's it yep like then it, the experience becomes a good time And know uh, it's just that's just how I that's uh, how I like to do it yeah know?
0: I mean we we've done what like six of these just in the past few years and not a single one has been a bad time well
1: there you go Well, one of these will, (laughs) I'm sure. (laughs) Um, Chris, where can the people find us? And a little quick, quick little recap. We are at
0: Gang on Twitter and Instagram. We are Mm -hmm. SizzlerEolGang at Mm -hmm. gmail.com. We have the SizzlerEol code line. Mm. Three, three, two, three, 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 3 forty-three, sixty-one, and uh, you know we probably have some other ways of getting in touch with us. We're we're Shishkin Productions on Instagram as well. Yeah, we have nice. like stuff coming out. If you want to see some highlights of our trip, it might be on there. Yeah. Uh, same thing on TikTok. TikTok Shishkin Prod. Stuff. Yeah. yeah.
1: And I would say if you actually, you know, follow air Vince one, he, he posts a lot of stuff from the trip. He might, he might, he might go through the footage and post some shit.
0: Yeah. You know. Follow him on Instagram and on TikTok.
1: Yes. Follow air Vince, air Vince, one. Vince one on TikTok. Um, it should be a good time. I'll just say it now because he's not gonna listen to this. We're trying to fucking prank him. Yeah. So if you hear it, like DM that account, like let people know, like that's him. Um, other than that, Scissor gang, the website.com. We will be our hundredth episode is going to be a live episode right now. Oh, it's yeah. tentatively slated to be August 24th. Well, <laughs> tickets are on sale now. Um, and also you can get your merch there. And then of course, June 23rd, the networking event is coming up. That'll be a really fun time. dot oh, yeah. Uh, and use promo the, code save50 or Chris1. Yeah, if you use Chris1, you'll get 100% off because I figure at this point, you know, you're a real one if you're listening to episode 89. That's two days late of sizzle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks for listening, y'all, and we will catch you next week. Goodbye. See
0: ya. <laughs> Fishkin Productions Podcast.